I want us to know something from from the get-go. God did not get His way with Jessica Ridgeway. God did not get His way. Did you guys know that God doesn't always get His way? Did you guys know that? God doesn't always get His way. That might sound odd because He's God and He's powerful and He's big and He's great. But there's lots and 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 lots of times He does not get His way. Our Father, our God is good. His mercy knows no end. He is the perfect Father. And I want to make this abundantly clear. This was not God's plan for Jessica Ridgeway. This was not God's plan for her family. This was not God's plan for our community. Too many times as Christians, we dismiss everything as being, oh, it's all part of God's plan. My friends, we have the Word of God as an example for us. We have the Word of God as the highest um, delegated authority in our lives. And we see the truth of His Word. And when we talk about God's plan, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. That, my friends, is the plan of God. What happened in our community and to that family and to that girl was not God's plan. Too many times we say these, I I think at times they're, they're innocent and they mean well, but they're ignorant. And we say things like, well, I don't understand it, but it was all part of God's plan. No, this was not God's plan. He did not get his way. Children, this was not God's plan. God's plans for us are not for disaster. But they're good. Full of hope. Future. And then this tragedy of Jessica Ridgeway being stolen and hurt and her life being taken from her. This was not his plan and he did not get his way. How can I know this for sure? Because the Bible shows us. Second 3.9 says this. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. 1 Timothy 2, 1-5 through I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people and ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there's only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. God desires that not one person be lost. Right? 
what we read here. He desires that not one person would be lost. He desires that everybody would come to repentance, that everybody would walk in the truth. And people die every day without knowing Jesus. People pass from this world to the next every day without knowing His truth, without having repented, without having experienced the love and the life of Jesus Christ. And every time that happens, God does not get His way. Because His desire is that everyone be saved. Why? Is it a matter of free will? That God gives us the choice to choose? Yes, but it's much bigger than this. It's a matter of kingship. Now here's the good news. Since the kids are in here, there's no way I'll allow sleeping when I'm preaching. So you will get woken up by drastic and dramatic measures. Okay, come over and sit next to Kara. Come on, she'll keep you awake. Yeah, you, so you're sleeping. Everyone out there listening on the podcast, there was a kid sleeping. Not on my watch. Here's the truth when we talk about kingship and we talk about what kingdom there is. The devil is the king of this world that we know as earth. We were created to be with God. We were created to be in relationship with God. We were created to be in rulership with God. That was his plan. We see it in Genesis. We see it all the way through the Bible into Revelation. That was his plan. Relationship and rulership. We were meant to be his bride, to be in relationship with him, and to rule with him. And that plan hit a roadblock with the fall of man. Relationship. Sin has now served as a wall to separate us from God. Rulership. Sin came in, had place, had right, and Satan became the Lord of this world. This is what Jesus came to restore. This is what Jesus came to restore. That we could be in relationship with God. That we could be in rulership with God. This is why Jesus came to this earth, lived, died, conquered death, rose victoriously, so that we could see this restoration. And with this restoration, here's how we have it. We believe. The sin of disbelief conquered in our life. We believe and we make Him our King. We make Him our King. King Jesus. King of kings. Lord of lords. We make Him Lord of our lives. Kids, you know what that means? We say, you are the boss, Jesus. You are the boss. In my life, you get your way. Satan is still king of this world. And so there's plenty of instances that God does not get His way. But the minute... 
we receive Jesus into our lives. He becomes king of our life. We walk into the kingdom of God. And our declaration of belief is, Jesus, I bow to you. You get your way in my life. Talk about Satan having rule and reign in this world. I had some interesting looks. I wish there had been like a mirror up here because there were some very weird kind of looks and like furring of the brows and and like it, it seemed very strange. You know, what do you mean? You know, Satan is king of this realm that he rules that he reigns in this. Let's just look to Scripture. Luke four five through eight says this. This is uh, the temptation of Jesus when Satan tempted Jesus. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him, to Jesus, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I, this is Satan talking, I will give you glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine. They are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve Him. Satan offered Jesus earthly kingdoms and authority. And did you know something? Did you catch something there? Something unique? Something interesting? Jesus didn't correct him. Jesus didn't say, you're not Lord of this. Jesus never countered this claim because Jesus knew that Satan was Lord over the things that Satan had offered to him. Satan wasn't lying. He is the father of all lies. But on this instance, what he was saying was true. Jesus knew that Satan was Lord over those things, but he wasn't Lord over Jesus. John 14, 30 and 31 says this. I don't have much more time to talk to you as the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. This is once again another example of Jesus talking about Satan as the ruler of this world, but he has no reign over me. I am obedient to the Father to do what the Father has asked. John 12, 31, the time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. 1 John 5, 17, we know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. Except where? Except where the kingdom of God has forcefully broken in. Matthew eleven twelve. From the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. My friends, when it comes to spiritual warfare and spiritual battle, we are the ones that are called to be violent. Not violent in the physical realm. Young people, not, not violent with, with these things or with weapons or tools you know, that, that we have at our disposal in this world but with the tools and the weapons of God. We are to be violently coming against the kingdom of darkness and advancing the kingdom of God.
Jesus is the king of his kingdom. But Jesus is not the king of everyone's life. If you're here tonight and you've given your life to Christ, he is king of your life. He is king of your life. That means he gets his way. My friends, that is why we yield to him. That is why we, we conquer sin by the blood of the Lamb. That is why we do not let our lives be wish-washy or, or middle-of-the-road, teeter-tottering on both sides. Because if he is Lord, he gets his way. And if he gets his way, then secret sin, I talked about it last week, secret sin has no place in our lives. Willful sin has no place in our lives. If he is king, he is king of his kingdom and we are part of that. Everyone else is still under the influence of Satan. But check this out. As we come under His rulership, we get to walk in His authority over the devil. Luke ten nineteen says this, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. When we walk in the kingdom of God, we walk in power and authority over the enemy. His kingdom defeated. His kingdom defeated. Once again, I am so not mad at you guys. I, I, I realize, I mean, I'm feeling that, you know, that fist again. I'm mad at the enemy. And I'm mad what happened to that little girl. I want you guys to know, before we moved up to Erie, the house that we lived in in Westminster, the house that Impact Rock started in was less than a sixteenth of a mile away from where the Ridgeway family lives. The park that she was walking to is the park that Jordan had baseball practice and that our kids played and they rode their scooters to go over there and play. It's where we went and kicked the soccer ball with them. That's our neighborhood. We still own a home there. I'm mad. I'm angry. Man, I just it's I, I just want to fight. And so that's what we're doing right now. We are fighting. Relationship and rulership with God. It was destroyed at the fall of man. But here's the good news. We can have it back. In order to have this type of restoration, we have to do one vital thing. We have to make him king of our lives. I understand in this country we don't have a king, and so we might not understand it, but by golly, we all watch movies. We understand what kingship is. We all read books. I mean, we understand it. The king gets his way. The king gets his way. My friends, in our lives, the king should get his way. In our lives, the king should get his way. We yield. We surrender. We obey. And we walk in victory. We get all the benefits of the kingdom. We get to walk in authority. We get to walk as a son. We get to walk as a prince. 
It's not just like we're serving some wicked king. We're serving the righteous king. And he calls us son. Female sons and male sons. You get all the blessing of sonship. You are his. But we have to believe. We have to believe. We have to believe. And my friends, when we believe, our actions are changed. If we believe, we better not do the same things we did yesterday. If we believe, we better not live the same life we lived yesterday. If we believe that He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, we better not keep doing the same things we did when we were lost and serving another God. I'm not mad at you. I promise you, I'm mad at the devil. I'm just fired up. I'm not the boss. Jesus is. He is Lord of my life and He is King of my world. And you know what happens then? You know what happens to the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the enemy? Then? It's defeated. And God gets His way. I started this by saying God didn't get His way with this situation. He did not. He did not. But my friends, when we serve Him and we live our lives reflecting that we believe who He is, and when He gets His way, other lives are changed. What is His way? That not one, not one will be lost. Right? That's his way. That not one would be lost. That all would come to repentance. When we live our lives for the king, we get to be a part of bringing others to him. Bringing others to the joys of repentance and of a life under our great and awesome king. We've prayed the Lord's Prayer our whole lives. What does it say? Pray then this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? We pray this our whole lives. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do you think He gets His way? How do you think His will gets done on earth as it is in heaven? How do you think His kingdom gets established here on earth? Through the people who serve Him. Through the people who have said, You are my King and my life is yours. And the things of this world have no hold on me and they don't... They have. I don't desire the things of this world because I have you... You know what? I got drunk all the time when I was in college. And I brawled and I fight and I I chased girls. The minute I surrendered my life to Christ, those things lost power over my life. And they don't even sound fun. If, If we believe our lives should be changed and the things that this world finds cool and awesome, man, they're just garbage. 
Young people, if your parents were here, I would say they're crap. But, you know, for your parents' sake, I'm not going to say that. But that's what they are. That's what the world offers us. Garbage. When we trust our lives in Christ Jesus, His kingdom comes and God's will is done and God gets His way. He gets His way on earth. He gets His way in heaven. God did not get His way in the life of Jessica Ridgway. We didn't get our way. We prayed. We fasted. We sought God, right? We all did. We prayed for that girl. We didn't get our way. God didn't get His way either. This was not God's plan. And I'm angry about it. The Bible says to be angry and sin not, right? I'm just being honest with you. I, I want to sin. I, I I want to sin really aggressively. Okay? But I won't. Because I gave my life to my king. And he gets his way when it comes to my life. So I won't sin. I won't do what my emotions want to do. I won't do what my feelings want to do. Because I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And in my life, he gets his way. And so I won't act upon my emotions. They do not have rulership over me. Because I am a resident in the kingdom of God. So I have rulership over them. I have rulership over those emotions. They don't rule me. They don't control me. I walk in the authority of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. So my friends, we know the benefits of walking in this kingdom. We are called to grow the kingdom of God. We are called to grow the kingdom of God. We are called to leave this place tonight to go into our schools, to go into our workplaces, to go into our neighborhoods and to say, this was not God's plan, but I can tell you His plan. It's for good. It's for hope. It's for a future. This was not God's plan and God did not get His way. And you know what? Every single day, Plenty of things happen where God does not get His way. But you know what? He gets His way in my life because I've given my life to Him and, and, I, and I've said, you're the boss. You get your way. You get to be the king of my life. There are other times in our lives where we won't get our way and neither will Jesus. Jesus. Cancer will overcome loved ones. And we won't get our way. Jobs will be lost. Bad and difficult things will happen. But as long as Jesus is king of our lives, we have hope. We are not hopeless. We are not lost. We are not abandoned. We are not cut down. We are not destroyed. 
as long as Jesus is Lord of our lives, we have strength because He is just. He is mighty. He is powerful. And He is all these things because He was humble. Do you realize that? He is mighty and just and victorious because He was humble. And He came to this earth not to be served, but to serve. He came to this earth obedient to the Father as a servant, as one who demonstrated the life that we're supposed to have in His kingdom. Obedient unto death. Obedient up until the minute He drew His last breath. Obedient unto death on the cross. Surrounded by criminals. Philippians 2, 8-11 says this. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. We are victorious because of Jesus Christ. We talked about not giving way to our anger in this realm. But my friends, We are absolutely called. Young people, you are called to be warriors. You are called to be soldiers. You are called to be ninjas for the kingdom of God. You are called to be in this world, but not of this world. So you're kind of like spiritual super agents. You are called. We are called. Adults also known as old people. We are called to be militant and violent towards the kingdom of darkness. To know who our enemy is. Our enemy is Satan who comes to steal and kill and destroy and to rob us of the destiny and the life and the plan that God has for us. We are to be militant and aggressive and not to rest in in our attitudes toward advancing the kingdom of God. What are the weapons we get to use in this? My friends, it's the the coolest thing. We get to proclaim Jesus. The greatest weapon. The weapon that already earned the victory. The weapon that already defeated sin and death. And we just point them to Jesus. That's it. And they crumble. The kingdom of darkness crumbles around us. We get to grow the kingdom one person at a time. We get to do it with the blood of the Lamb. We get to do it with the word of our testimony. We get to do it by saying, I'm not a theologian. Thank you, Lord. 
But what I have is a testimony. What I have is I can tell you what Jesus did in my life and who He is in my life and how my life has changed. And I can tell you what my life is serving my King. We will do it by faith and allegiance and obedience to God. Denying a life that we once knew and pursuing Him and His ways. Although God didn't get His way, there's a million other ways He gets to be glorified in the midst of this tragedy. How? Because there's at least a million of us that tomorrow, tonight, are going to point someone to Jesus and proclaim that this wasn't God's plan and proclaim what His plan was. And when we do that, He gets glorified. God gets to be glorified in this. You know why? Because the devil doesn't get to have victory over the kingdom of God. He doesn't get to. He may be king of this realm. But once we give our lives to Christ, we walk in authority over Him. And He doesn't get to have way in our lives. That doesn't mean that bad things don't happen to Christians. We know this. But you know what? We get to look to Jesus, our hope, our strength. We serve the awesome King. Friends, let's be used of God as one who will bring Him glory in spite of this horrible, horrific event. If someone comes to know Jesus, then God is glorified in that. If someone gets healed from the bondage of sin, God is glorified in that. If someone gets healed from sickness, God is glorified in that. If someone gets set free from demonic power, God is glorified in that. And when we declare that God is a perfect Father, and that this this wasn't His plan, He gets glorified in that. If you hear someone say something, God bless them. Just ignorantly ridiculous, like God needed that little girl to be a flower in His garden. Please correct them. Please correct them. Say no, this wasn't God's plan. That's ridiculous. I mean, don't don't say. I'm sorry. Don't say that. Don't say it's ridiculous. Be nicer. Be much nicer than that. I'm. But that's not true. God didn't take this girl. But by faith, He welcomed her. You know, I was talking to a Jordan soccer game today. I was talking to a woman, and she said that her neighbor lives up the hill from where the Ridgeways live. And that, that yesterday, there was like a misting that took place. It wasn't really, a, you know, a rain in Westminster. Here in Erie, we got rain. But in, I guess in that area, they didn't really get rain. And the woman took a picture, and she put it on her Facebook page. And it shows this rainbow. And she says, the coolest thing, it looks like one end of it just lands right on their house. She said, I overlook their house. And she said it was the coolest thing. And and we know that the rainbow represents promise. And so by faith, I, I, I'm praying for God's promise for this family of healing, of salvation, of deliverance, of, of just the torment and the loss. We need, we need to pray for this family. We need to pray for their friends. We need to pray for the community. Guys, this... this this hit me as hard as Columbine. This hit me as hard as 
this, this hit me hard. This is our community. Let's take back any ground that the enemy has in our community. Let's forcefully advance the kingdom of God. Let's be used by God so that His kingdom comes in power, in deliverance. And His will is done on earth. Right here. Right here. His will is done right here in my life, in our church, in our homes, in our community, as well as it is in heaven. When we do this, when we do this, there is nothing the devil can do to prevent God from getting his way. We advance the kingdom of God with power, with victory, with love, with healing. Let's pray.